0: What's up, guys? My Take Radio, episode 311, powered by Rageworks, broadcasting live Thursday, August 27th, 2015. I'm your host, Rich, and our call-in number is 347-324-3541. Again, that call-in number, 347-324-3541. If this is your first time joining us, My Take Radio is a variety show covering mixed martial arts, professional wrestling, gaming, and entertainment. Our MMA and wrestling editions air every Wednesday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Our gaming and entertainment editions air every Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. To participate in the live show chat, head over to mtrlive.com. Not only will you be able to use the live show chat, but you'll also get access to the Mixler audio feed and our video feed as well. For those of you that were asking about our GFQ simulcast. I know that Andrew's been experiencing some issues with his setup and he's been working through it. So eventually all the bugs will get worked out and we'll be simulcasting on GFQ just in case any of you were curious as to why that has not been happening. I know also some of you were using the GFQ chat and had your issues with it. We are testing a new chat application for the next two weeks. Uh, So far results have been quite positive positive. Again, if you want to participate, mtrlive.com or rageworks.net forward slash live to participate. So a couple of things to get out of the way before we jump into this week's gaming and entertainment news. First off, our broadcast schedule. Uh, there will be no shows next week for September 1st. No, September 2nd and 3rd. No episodes of MTR that week. Obviously due to the Labor Day weekend got some other stuff going on but in my absence of course there will be new episodes of Black is the New Black and there will be episodes of the regular season sports cast including a special fantasy draft edition of the regular season set uh, excuse me <laughs> regular season sports cast with of course Jay Santee and The Keith and they will be breaking down all the draft opportunities that will be available for many fans of fantasy sports. Be on the lookout for that. That will probably be airing next week. I'd like to say by Tuesday. But I know that their schedule is a little sporadic. I also know that our friends over at Black is the New Black were unable to do an episode last week. But they did, do a, they did have a brand new episode this week. So be on the lookout for that. Those of you that have inquired about uh, a brand new episode of The Buried Show. I know that we were supposed to get... Uh, Probably a post SummerSlam edition, but I know that both Blade and Quark have returned to school, so I'm sure that that has been a factor in getting a brand new episode. Nonetheless, there will be no episodes next week. We will be right back on air uh, September 9th and 10th, talking about a lot of stuff right after the break. But aside from that, of course, we got tons of content going up on the site, tons of stuff on our two YouTube channels. If you haven't subscribed, please do so to get all our content. It is official Rageworks for all our Rageworks content, which also has episodes of My Take Radio, but we also have a My Take Radio only YouTube channel, which is My Take Radio TV. Just look for that on YouTube, and you'll get access to the shows that way. Audio editions are usually available within 24 to 48 hours of broadcast, unless something insane or drastic happens. Last night's show will be up right after we finish tonight's live show. So those of you that wanted to check out the MMA and wrestling edition will have access to that within the next couple of hours. Also, I mentioned that last night I'm mentioning it on air for those of you that did not tune in yesterday. We're doing a giveaway this weekend of this. Guardians of the Galaxy Marvel Legends box set. Entertainment Earth exclusive. Retail value... About 125 bucks. I know some of you guys want to see the figures inside. Check them out. All your favorites. We'll be planning a giveaway for this. Most likely starting Saturday. And running through the break. Probably a minimum of two weeks most likely. And we're doing things a little differently this time. As I mentioned yesterday. We're going to allow people multiple chances to enter. Meaning, if you're following us on Facebook and you follow whatever we set up for Facebook, that's one entry. If You're following us on Twitter and you're doing whatever you you're, we, we set up for Twitter, that's another entry. And, of course, Instagram would be the third. And, of course, the website itself on MyTakeRadio.com. Uh, my Woo! Uh, Rageworks.net would also be an entry. So you're going to have multiple chances to win And we're going to go we're going to go in definitely uh, given the nature of the prize and obviously the monetary value. We want to do something awesome and allow everybody to compete because one of the things that happened the last time was people that did not have Instagram missed out on our contest for the Funko Terminator figure. So doing it this way. There's no excuses. Facebook, you can, uh, you can enter Twitter. You can enter Instagram. You can enter. And of course, through the website will be an entry as well. That contest will most likely go live Saturday evening. Once we iron out the particulars, like I said, we're shooting for roughly two weeks, not the usual couple of days or a week, maybe two weeks to give people an opportunity to enter. And we're going in pretty big with this. Um, For those of you that are action figure collectors, you'll probably want to get your hands on this. For those of you that are fans of Guardians, you're going to want to get your hands on this. But above all, even if it's something that's not 100% on your radar, I encourage you to enter. And the reason is because, like anything, participation is key to open up the floodgates to other opportunities. I know some of you guys have participated in some of our other giveaways. Hell, we gave away a Motorola cell phone not that long ago it's all about engagement and participation. And even if you guys are not 100% on the radar for that particular item, participation is key just because when vendors ask us, Hey, you know, we'd like to see your metrics for contests and your statistics for contests. We want to be able to give them, um, you know, just something, something they can look at and go, wow, holy shit. You know, these people are engaged. We want to give you guys more stuff to give away because like anything else, and I've said this on numerous episodes, I don't want to keep anything. I don't want to do it. I don't want everything I get, I either return, give away, there's no necessity for me to keep a house full of stuff. On the contrary, I want to pass it on to you guys that have supported us whether it be through the site, the show, social media, whatever the case may be, we want to give you this stuff. So again, the only way to continue to help us growing obviously aside from listening to the shows and sharing our content is participating because that way It leads to bigger contests. I mean, those of you that participated in the Terminator giveaway, I can attest that Entertainment Earth was extremely happy with the way the contest went, and they believed in us enough to give us this Guardians of the Galaxy box set, which is exclusive to Entertainment Earth. So, you know, we want to definitely get that up and running. The goal, like I said, to go live this Saturday and run it roughly two weeks. Quick reminder for those of you that have asked, and this, I feel, is a little bit redundant and I don't want to put nobody on the spotlight, but I do have to say, those of you that have asked about the forums, (laughs) you know who you are. Um, There's this thing called a Facebook group that we set up for Rageworks, and yeah, we set that shit up a while back, so feel free to... Join the group and participate. I don't want to get into the minutiae of trying to run a forum. Slick can attest to the pain in the ass it was to run the forum and get engagement and work through plugins and problems and, oh, this guy's signing up with this and, you know, this person's spamming the, I don't want to deal with that. You know, we have enough to deal with, with making sure the site is functional and giving you guys all those cool features that you guys enjoy from other sites. We want to give you guys those features, but the forum thing, it's, it's just too much hassle. And I thought about it and deliberated about it. And I figured let's go with the path of least resistance. That being a Facebook group, which has worked quite well. But if you guys aren't paying enough attention to know that we haven't been moving forward with the forum, you guys are late to the game. I mean, I know some of you guys and I'm not trying to chastise you, but I know some of you guys don't listen to the shows every week and listen to them, you know, on backlog or you have a queue of shows or you skip certain shows. Whatever the case may be, but again, social media is your friend. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google Plus, whatever the case may be, we we update all of those outlets with any developments going on with the show with the site itself whatever the case may be so please before you email me or any of the team asking or, or reach out to the team just just pop in and look and see if there's any updates especially within the last couple of days because that's one thing i try to keep you guys fully informed consistently slick just said reading is fundamental but this is what happens you know so uh, somebody will reach out and i'll get an email about hey you know when's the show airing or when's the show being uploaded. And in the same instance, it'll be like, Hey, by the way, I know you had mentioned a couple of episodes back that we were doing, you guys were doing a forum and you know, I was just wondering what you guys were doing because I wanted to interact with, you know, you guys and the rest of the people that listen to the show. And I just read it and I just, I I don't want to get mad at you guys because again, engagement is key. Communication is crucial. But holy shit, (laughs) read, read the stuff. That way you guys can keep up to date. You know, I I try to respond to as many emails, social media messages, status updates, whatever the case may be, as much as I human, as much as time allows. But please, please read, (laughs) read for those of you that a quick refresher course Wednesdays Wrestling, MMA, Thursdays, gaming and entertainment. Don't message me Friday asking me what day is the wrestling and MMA show. Because I'm going to start answering like Slick just told me using Riff. Reading is fundamental. I'm just going to start answering Riff. Riff and the URL for the site. Riff and the URL for iTunes. Whatever the case may be. And I I don't want to do that. Like I said, I've been trying to not bash or smash my my audience. Because, again, I love you guys, all the support, all the stuff you do. But simple instructions. Please follow them. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, what do we got on deck for tonight? Well, it's a little light on the gaming side of things. I know PAX Prime goes down this weekend. Our colleagues at Royal Flush Magazine are there. They're going to be sending us some stuff, audio photos whatever the case may be so keep it locked to rageworks.net for that one thing i will say is that capcom made sure to drop an announcement before pax prime we're going to get into that during the gaming segment in addition to that there will be a decent amount of movie news but again it's kind of a slow week and the reason it one reason is because obviously we are approaching labor day and things just come to a slow fucking halt Game releases, I mean, there's a couple of good titles. Obviously, Madden is out and a couple of other games. I'm going to try. I know Jay Santee is working with Madden, so he may be giving us a review for that. I'm going to try and go through a backlog of games, maybe try to stream. But in any case, it's going to be, you know, we're trying, as always, to keep it at 90 minutes for you guys. But, um, yeah, it's a little light this week. Nonetheless, we got some good stuff for gaming. We got some solid stuff for entertainment. And as always, if you want to participate, Feel free to call in 347 324 3541. Again, that call in number 347 324 3541. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk some games. Let's get this ball rolling. Alright, so I want to open things up with Nintendo that actually released their schedule for the rest of 2015 with regards to game releases, both for the 3DS and the Wii U. Uh, Coming Soon was reporting this on their site, and then a couple of other sites picked it up, but there was definitely pertinent information there that you guys are going to want to look out for. The first is, if you have been on the fence about picking up a Wii U, and you intend to pick one up soon... There is a bundle that is coming out, which is a Super Mario Maker Wii U bundle that's coming with the game, Idea Book, and a 30th anniversary Mario Modern Color Amiibo. I'm sure that Amiibo is going to go for a ridiculous amount of money on eBay if and when the bundle launches, which as of right now is September 11th. That bundle is going to run you $299. Of course, Super Mario Maker launches that same day, And we'll have a retail price of $59.99. Again, if you're an amiibo hunter, the only way you're getting the 30th anniversary modern Mario amiibo is by picking up the bundle. Unless, of course, you find a way to finagle picking up a bundle off of somebody that just doesn't give a shit about amiibos, which I doubt. But again, $2.99 for the bundle, you get the game, the Wii U system, and of course, the amiibo figure. Now, the other game that many people have been talking about, and the demos that I saw, they looked they look cool. I don't know if the game is specifically my cup of tea, but Yoshi's Woolly World comes out October sixteenth. Uh, the retail price for that, for some reason, is listed as forty nine ninety nine. But it's also going to have a bundle that includes a Green Yarn Yoshi amiibo, and that one will have a retail of fifty nine ninety nine. So. If you are an Amiibo Hunter, there is a special edition, which will be $10 more for the green yarn Yoshi Amiibo. There will also be another bundle, which includes different uh, Yoshi Amiibos, including the green one, plus the pink and the light blue one. And that will be with a, um, an individual price of 69 of 1699 a piece. And then there will be a bundle as well. So you have a couple of different options. If you have a particular colored Yoshi you want to pick up, it's going to run you $17. Again, October 16th is when you're going to be able to pick that up. They're also releasing a new combo pack with Super Mario Brothers U and New Super Luigi U on October 16th, and that's going to run you 59.99 as well. So, a couple of great Mario and Mario affiliated titles hitting stores between September and October. Again, Just to recap, Super Mario Maker comes out September 11th. There will be a Wii U bundle for that. Yoshi's Woolly World, October 16th. Again, $49.99 for the game, $59.99 for the bundle, which will give you the the green Yoshi Yarn Amiibo. And individual Yoshis will be available in Amiibo form, of course, for $16.99. So there you have it. Slick just said that that, the bundle is not available online anywhere. Yeah, I mean, you know what's funny? And I'm glad you brought that up. When I was reading this, I actually stopped in GameStop just because GameStop now sells pops. So occasionally, you know, you'll find a couple of gems in there. And I was talking to to one of the guys that works there, and he said that people have been asking for the Yoshi's Yarn Amiibos. In any capacity, since pretty much the announcement for the game was made. So, with that said, it just shows that there's just a separate market for it. Now, with Slick telling me that the bundle is not available online, I smell another long line outside of a store, like the picture that Slick shared with people online with the uh, Dark Pit Amiibo at Best Buy. Again, if you want to try and get your hands on this stuff, go to your local retailers, see what the deal is, you know, build some relationships, slip somebody some money if you want to get one. Otherwise, it it's going to be it's going to be a long road. That's all I'm saying. But um again, keep those dates in mind. Uh Fatal Frame: Maiden of Black Water, which is co-developed with uh, Koi Koei Tecmo, launches exclusively on the Nintendo eShop on the Wii U October 22nd. It's going to be 49.99 players can download this uh you know the prologue chapter 1 and chapter 2 for free but the full version of the game can be purchased as DLC directly from Nintendo's eShop or via the in-game menu so if you've been looking forward to Fatal Frame Wii U October 22nd 49.99 Star Fox 0 which a lot of people were were, were very very excited about I I for the sake of nostalgia would check the game out I've always, you know, I've had a love hate relationship with Star Fox, but it just for the sake of nostalgia I may pick it up. That is hitting stores november twentieth for an MSRP of fifty nine ninety nine. Xenoblade Chronicles is launching December fourth for fifty-nine ninety nine. The Devil's Third December eleventh for fifty nine ninety nine. And then get this Amiibo Hunters. Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival and Amiibo figures for Isabel Digby and KK, Reese, Cyrus, Tom, Nook, Mabel, and Lottie launched during the 2015 holiday season. So with that said, if you want to, if you want to bump up that amiibo collection, know that you will be getting animal crossing amiibos for the characters. I just mentioned throughout the 2015 holiday season, another game that was announced. And this is just because I have a very, very, I have a soft spot for Mario sports titles. They will be releasing Mario Tennis Ultra Smash during the 2015 holiday season. No specific date was announced. Love the Mario sports games. I loved Mario baseball, Mario tennis. Tremendous. Really, really pumped for that. And I am sure that when people get their hands on that, you know, it's going to just give, give the Mario sports franchise a shot in the arm. And hopefully we can see some other games as well. Other releases to be aware of: Runbo is um, launching today. As a matter of fact, on the Nintendo eShop, and um, after launch, anyone who downloaded the Nindies at Home demo version will receive a fifteen percent off discount off the, its regular price of fourteen ninety nine. Uh, Runbo, for those of you that don't know, is a nine-player action platform party game which includes characters from some of Nintendo eShop's most popular indie titles. So, if you want to get into that, you're going to see characters from Shovel Knight, guacamole, um, Azur Striker Vault, etc., etc. Again, 14.99. If you have the Nindies at Home demo version, um, you know, you're going to get 15% off the 14.99 price. The other game that I mentioned, Disney Infinity, which you guys know Disney Infinity 3.0 hits the Wii U and all other consoles on August 30th for $64.99 with its bundle. Again, if you're a Disney Infinity fan, the 3.0 version will drop Sunday, August 30th. Again, keep that in mind. Not the usual Friday or Tuesday release. This is a Sunday release, which usually is something Nintendo is always good for. So keep that in mind if you want to get your hands on it for any system, since it's not just a Nintendo release, but a multi-platform release for that particular game skylanders supercharger starter pack for the wii u launches on september 20th that's going to have a retail price of 74.99 for the first time in skylanders history if you guys saw some of our event coverage you know that two of nintendo's most iconic characters are joining the series that being donkey kong and bowser and the cool thing is that that those figures will have a switch on the bottom that will switch them from Skylanders to Amiibos. So you'll be able to use those two characters, not only in your Skylander games, but also as Amiibos in other Nintendo titles. So keep an eye out for that. Sept- September 20th is the date. If you want to get your hands on that bundle, like I said, seventy four ninety nine. Now, the way it's going to work, Turbo Charge, Donkey Kong, and Hammer Slam Bowser are will be playable on the Wii U, the Wii, and the 3DS system. So, um, you know, in any case, be on the lookout for that. Now, some other games, which obviously more multi-platform than just Nintendo, is the LEGO Dimensions Starter Pack, which launches September 27th. That's going to have a suggested retail price of $99.99. You're also going to have other dimensions, LEGO Dimensions Level Team and Fun Packs, which will be released with retail prices ranging from fourteen ninety nine to twenty nine ninety nine. Guitar Hero Live, many of you have been keeping an eye on that, will debut October twentieth, and that will be ninety-nine dollars. Just Dance twenty sixteen, October twentieth as well, forty nine ninety nine. Uh Guitar Hero Live is not ninety-nine dollars, it's a hundred bucks, obviously. Uh, Just Dance twenty sixteen is fifty. Um what else do we got? on the 3ds side you're getting animal crossing happy home designer september 25th chibi robo zaplash launching october 9th the legend of zelda triforce heroes october 23rd retail price on that 39.99 yokai watch november 6th 39.99 pokemon super mystery dungeon hits 3ds systems november 20th that's gonna have a retail price of 39.99 and of course Skylander Supercharge Racing from Activision will also drop on September 20th with a retail price of $64.99 for the Nintendo 3DS. Now, with that said, those are just a, a sampling of some of the games that are coming your way if you are a Nintendo Wii U 3DS or 2DS owner. Um, in addition to that, on the Amiibo side of things, there's actually a listing of other Amiibos that are hitting stores. You're getting a three-pack of Me Fighters from Super, Schma- from Super Smash Brothers. That's be- going to be available November 1st. Retail price on that is $35. Mewtwo from Super Smash Brothers will be available in Amiibo form November 13th. The MSRP on that is $12.99. Again, nice price for one of the, one of the world's most powerful Pokemon, uh, 1299. Well, let me rephrase that slick is Mewtwo still the most powerful Pokemon is, is can, can, can you confirm that? Cause I'm so out of touch with that shit. I don't even know anymore. Mewtwo was probably one of my, one of my favorite Pokemon. I always liked his design. I always thought he, he was really cool looking and I have cats. So, you know, his, his cat like appearance got my attention, but not sure if he is the uh, the most powerful Pokemon. Slick, uh, I'm sure, will. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, thank you, sir. Other amiibos, of course, as I said before, the Mega Yarn Yoshi is um, on a lot of people's wish list. This is a giant green Yoshi amiibo that will have a retail price of $39.99. This is not the regular little Yoshi amiibo's. This is a bigger version. So what's funny is that it a- activates a special a special enhancement for the game, which um, it's just so crazy. the a giant green I'm gonna try and describe this for you guys because me trying to explain it just sounds ridiculous. So uh, the giant green Yoshi Amiibo made from yarn goes on sale November 15th with a retail price of 39.99. When tapped to the gamepad controller in Yoshi's Woolly World, Mega Yarn Yoshi activates Double Yoshi, a second Yoshi to use at any point in the middle of a stage, as well as the ability to save a player's favorite Yoshi pattern to the Amiibo. The standard Yarn Yoshi Amiibo also enables the same functionality. Whew! There you go. (laughs) So, the big-ass giant Yoshi Amiibo actually adds something to the gameplay. So, again... $39.99 if you are a huge Yoshi fan and you want this giant-ass Amiibo. Again, $39.99 for that. Falco is getting his own Amiibo for Super Smash Bros., and you'll be able to pick that up November 20th with a retail price of $12.99. Also, Slick put up an article for the newly released Calvino Noir, which you're going to want to check out. If you want to get any information on that game, check out Slick's post on Rageworks.net. You can also check out the post due to the link that Slick put in the chat as well. Thank you for getting that out, Slick. I appreciate it. Last but not least, to wrap things up on the Nintendo side, as I mentioned last week, the Nintendo 2DS is getting a price drop on November 30th. it's It's going down to $99 from its previous $129 MSRP. It actually comes with a free download code for Mario Kart 7, which, of course, is not a cheap game by any stretch. So you get yourself a uh, you get a little bit of extra value there. If you want to pick up a 2DS for one of your kids or if you want to have an extra system in the house, $99 with a free Mario Kart 7 code works for me. So there you have it. All right. Switching gears. We talked a lot about Nintendo to get the ball rolling. Let's talk about Um, Sony and Microsoft, they announced their games, which will be available for September for PlayStation plus and Xbox live gold. So let's talk about PlayStation plus first. If you're a PlayStation plus member, you get access to, of course, the, uh, the fan picks of the month, which are grow home. You're also getting super time force ultra on the PlayStation four. You're getting twisted metal for the PlayStation three, which I'm actually very excited for because I kept telling myself, Oh, I'm going to pick up twisted metal And it just fell through the cracks, so now I can get it for free, so it's all good. Uh, La Mulana EX for PlayStation Vita. Uh, Zio Drifter will be available for the PlayStation 4 and Vita, while Tesla Grad will be available on the PS3. So those are the games that are hitting PlayStation Plus during the month of September. Now, if you're an Xbox Live Gold subscriber, you're getting uh, The Dear God for Xbox One. That's going to be available all month long. The other games available will be Tomb Raider: The Definitive, the, the, ugh, excuse me, the Definitive Edition, which will be available from September first. up oh, no, from September sixteenth to October fifteenth on Xbox One. Battle Stations Pacific will be available from September first through the fifteenth on Xbox three hundred and sixty. While Crisis three will be available from f- September sixteenth through the thirtieth on Xbox three hundred and sixty. So, a couple of solid titles if you are. A subscriber for both PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Gold. So mark that down. Just to recap, PlayStation Plus is getting Grow Home, Super Time Force Ultra on the PS4, Twisted Metal for the PS3, La Mulana EX for the PlayStation Vita, Zeo Drifter on the PS4 and the Vita, and Tesla Grad, of course, also being available on PlayStation Plus. Xbox Live Gold members, to recap, The Dear God will be available on Xbox 1 the entire month. So, keep that in mind. Tomb Raider Definitive Edition will be available from September 16th to October 16 uh October 15th, excuse me, on the Xbox 1. Battle Station's Pacific September 1st through the 15th for 360 and Crisis 3 from September 16th through the 30th also for the 360. Slick also said that Grow Home was voted on by players. So, I'm sure a lot of players are excited that their game is getting released for download. So there you have it. Again, we're going to try and put all those dates in our show notes. So if I missed anything or if you guys just want a refresher, they will be available there for you guys as well. While we are on the subject of Lara Croft and Tomb Raider, those of you that have been looking forward to the Rise of Tomb Raider game, well, it should come as no shock. But Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix will be d- releasing a collector's edition of the game. So what are you getting <laughs> and how much is it going to cost? All right. So you're getting obviously a full retail copy of the game for Xbox One. You're getting a 12 uh, a inch statue of Lara Croft. You're getting a collectible steel book, a replica of Lara's leather in-game journal, A model of Lara's Jade Necklace, including the pendant that was her first archaeological discovery. And you're also getting, you know, all the extra season pass goodies that they're allegedly going to be releasing. Again, don't quote me on it, but at this stage of the game, when you're buying a collector's edition, you know that's what the deal is. In any case, uh, the the Rise of Tomb Raider collector's edition is available now for pre-order. For Xbox One, via the Tomb Raider store, the Square Enix store, or your local retailer. Again, if you want the Lara Croft statue, I'm going to have some pu- some pictures for that. Slick, if you're able to pull that up and throw it in the chat just so people can check out the statue, let me know if that's possible. I'd appreciate it. Otherwise, I will be posting it on the site, and you guys can check it out there. Alright, so, before we wrap up the gaming segment for this week, I did want to talk about, and this is really really crazy. You know, it's back to school season and with that obviously many people are running around picking up all their back to school shit and because of that what ends up happening is that you know, gaming just comes to a screeching halt because everybody knows that nobody's buying anything cuz they're trying to move units for they're trying to move school supplies and not games. But you know what the the cool thing is is that these are the times when if you're using services like in my case I use Gamefly that those services are actually running some really good deals. If you are a GameFly subscriber, or if you're not and you have the opportunity to become one, definitely do so. Obviously, aside from renting the games, you get some pretty solid deals on some games. I picked up, uh what the hell did I po- I picked up the Metal Gear Revengeance for like ten dollars. Again, don't get me wrong. The game you could probably find it for twenty bucks somewhere, but it, I already was a Gamefly subscriber, and I'm like, well, damn, that, that's not bad for 10 bucks. And obviously, you can get a couple of decent titles in the $10 category, a couple of decent titles for less than 20 bucks. I wanted to throw that out there because while people are... <laughs> damn, Val, no love for, for Metal Gear Revengeance. Shit. <laughs> you know what it is? For 10 bucks for me, I could have rented the game or I could have bought it. But I said to myself, you know what? $10... It's not going to kill me, and the only reason I say this is because if I buy the game for 10 bucks and I sell it, and I sell it for 10 you know, I break even if I sell the game for the same $10, so it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world, at, again, for me personally, but I throw that out there because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are running out there, and they're, you know, going to their usual GameStop, Best Buy, which... I, can, I cannot stress enough, and Slick can co-sign on this, the Best Buy Gamers Club, the $30 membership, which applies to two years, has been tremendous. Just because you get 20% off any game you buy, any game. Meaning, you buy new games, 20% off. Older games, 20% off. And it pays for itself within the first couple of games that you pick up. So I definitely got to put that out there. And let you guys know because I'm not I'm not endorsing Best Buy or, or or anything. I'm not collecting any money. But I do have to say that the Gamers Club for the thirty bucks that you pay for the two years, it pays for itself within the first three or four games. I know Slick can vouch for that just like I can. I mean, you know, you save a couple of dollars here and there, and even new games, you know, a fifty nine ninety nine game, I think you walk away with it for forty seven dollars. And if you already got Best Buy Reward Zone points, and you get a couple of certificates, you'll you'll walk out of you'll walk out of the store with games. Sometimes for you know thirty bucks, twenty bucks, and these are new titles. I mean, Slick just said in the chat that he's getting the Mad, Mad the Mad Max game on Tuesday for forty eight dollars. You can't you can't beat that. You can't. So, like I said, it's a, it's a two year membership. It's fifteen dollars a year, basically, and the, it pays for itself if you're somebody that's buying games. On the regular. Now, you know what I would like to see? I'd like to see Best Buy do something like that for movies, like a movie club. Because shit, it would be awesome if you could get, you know, 15% off a a Blu ray or 20% off a Blu ray. I mean, that's reaching, but I wouldn't mind that. And I'm sure Slick would agree with that as well. All right. So, with that, that's actually going to wrap up the gaming news for this week. As I said, things are a little quiet. But make sure to check out Calvino Noir on Rageworks.net. And if you're interested in picking up the game, definitely read what Slick has to say about it because he may he may do a good job in selling you on it. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, let's switch gears. Let's jump into entertainment and get this ball rolling, shall we? Okay, so if anybody's curious, I'm not drinking coffee in this bottle. (laughs) Um, You know, you guys may see me take a swig of this throughout the show. Uh, It turns out that it is a... um, It's alkaline water that my wife picked up for me. Has uh, some minerals in there. All kinds of crazy stuff. Trace minerals. uh, Definitely a little freaky looking when I saw it. It was quite good. So if you see me switching between that and a monster you <laughs> don't get panicked. Uh, I'm not drinking coffee to keep me wired or me- I'm not looking to make my heart explode. It's just a uh, special type of alkaline water. She picked up for me. So figured I'd put that out there. Cause sometimes people are curious anyway, let's jump into it with some box office totals for this week, straight out of Compton held on to the number one slot. It is a very, very weak box office weekend. Usually is the case leading up to labor day. Of course, there are some notable movies hitting, hitting screens, but nothing that's going to really knock anything out of the box. Straight out of Compton, as I said, held on to the number one slot, $26.8 million. Its total thus far, $111.5 million. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation came in at number two. I realized that I never published a review for that movie. I fucked up. It was good. If you want to check it out, I definitely recommend it. Sinister Two came in at number three, earning 10.6 million to get the ball rolling. Hitman Agent 47 came in at number four. I've heard mixed reviews about it. Some people thought it was decent. Other people thought it was a festering pile of shit. I personally just said to myself, "Do I really want to go and spend you know eight dollars on a movie or sixteen, depending on where I go?" Eh, maybe not. It's not enough. It it has it doesn't pique my interest enough to make me want to go. And check it out in the theater. The Men from Uncle came in at, at number five, earning seven point four million dollars and bringing its total to twenty six point six million dollars. It's funny because I, when I saw the trailer for that movie, and I remember watching uh, The Man from Uncle, you know, Nick at Night, all those old TV shows would be would air. And um, I said to myself when I saw it, I'm like, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the way that they did Sherlock Holmes. And, you know, obviously Guy Ritchie's going to do a good job. And as I saw more and more reviews, and especially from peers and people that I knew that were in this industry, they said, you know, this the movie is surprisingly good, blah, blah, blah. It was enjoyable. So I do want to see it. I, I'm not sure. Again, it's a movie that warrants me going to the theater, but I've heard good things. So I'm going to pro- probably check it out when it becomes available on, you know, DVD and Blu-ray. American Ultra, which debuted last week with um, Jesse Eisenberg and the chick from Twilight. What the hell's her name? The one that doesn't smile. Her. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So, number six slot, $5.5 million to bring, to really get the ball rolling. A lot of people are saying that that's pretty much guaranteeing that the film will be a dud when it's all said and done. Remains to be seen. The Gift came in at number 7, Kristen Stewart. Thank you, Val. You are the man. Uh Chris uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it's Kristen Stewart and Jesse Eisenberg. He's a spy or something like that. It almost the the plot seemed almost on the same level as Chuck the TV series where this guy has, you know, secret agent capabilities implanted in him and all of a sudden they awaken and he just starts fucking people up. Of course, the character that does all the ass kicking is Jesse Eisenberg. So you're essentially getting your ass kicked by the guy that created Facebook. (laughs) So I I don't know how I feel about that. But again, I've heard I've heard mixed reviews, but many people are in line with this movie's going to be a fucking dud. So we'll stick with that. Ant-Man is held on to the number eight slot. An additional 4.1 million dollars brings its grand total to 164.5 million dollars. And of course, Minions in the number 9 slot just crushing it. 320 million dollars. Who would have thought that a movie about pills with legs talking gibberish would make that kind of money, but people love that shit, man. I can't even I can't even knock it because they don't cost that much to make. And they crank in, you know, 100, 200 plus million dollars every time. So this this is not a shocker. Fantastic Four took the biggest tumble all the way to the number 10 slot. Three point seven million dollars, bringing its total to forty nine point six million dollars. Now. Considering that everybody has essentially shit on this movie in some capacity, of course, Dozens of stories are coming out. Hey, the script was chopped to pieces. They cut out a whole bunch of scenes, this and this and this. And, and, you know, I read all the stories and I see them and I said to myself, you know what, if you were trying to go for what they did with Chronicle with Fantastic Four, I can understand, but they didn't even do that. They cut out so much stuff from the film that I'm shocked that they were even called the Fantastic Four at this point. That and again, I'm not saying that the cuts would have made the film better, but reading some of the stuff they took out, I'm like, really? They took that out? That would have been cool. I wouldn't have mind I, you know, I wouldn't have felt bad if that would have been left in. It would have been kinda cool. Again, the movie had tons of negative press going in, so we all know that it's failure was to be expected. But this is a colossal failure. Like, this movie came out what was it two weeks it's been out two weeks and it just tumbled tumbled to the number 10 slot it was bad so for those of you that are hoping that this leads to fantastic four going back to marvel i i don't i don't see that happening i really don't i mean wishful thinking is that they would but i have my doubts just just something to keep in mind if you're interested in seeing fantastic four in theaters don't do it (laughs) that's all i'm saying Anyway, this is true. They are they were working on a sequel and they had a release date for it slick, but allegedly they were they were so enthused with Deadpool that I believe a sequel to Deadpool may actually take the place of Fantastic 4. So, based on that, I don't know if that's still going to happen, but I mean, you know, I've reported that they were release dates for a Fantastic 4 sequel. But I don't know, man, if you guys are going to put out a movie and spend whatever, $45 million and you guys are barely breaking even to make the film, is it really worth it just to keep the rights? And that's the thing. You got to ask yourself, is it really worth the investment just to keep the rights away from Marvel when you're going to just keep cranking out shittier movies? I just I don't see the logic in that. Now, again, don't get me wrong. The X-Men movies have been have been good. You know. And the, you know the, the X-Men movies have been pretty good. So I can understand. That the rights to those films. Going back to Marvel. Is a long stretch. It's not going to happen. If you look at. Wolverine. Going into the mainstream Marvel Universe. The only way stuff like that may happen. Obviously is if some money changes hands. If there's some sort of a cash grab. But. Fox is pretty much holding on to X-Men for dear life. It's not like with Spider-Man where, you know, Sony and Marvel came to an agreement and Spider-Man, of course, is joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There's definitely more at play when it comes to Fox, obviously, pissing contests being part of it. But just the fact that they have a, tr- a good track record with the X-Men films. So there, there's no real incentive to give that back to Marvel. Val says, I'm kind of mad at Val at Ryan for talking shit about Green Lantern when some of the bad ideas came from his mouth, including the suit. (laughs) You know what the thing is? Here's the the, the Green Lantern character. And, you know, I don't want to go too deep into a tangent with this. The Green Lantern character has an incredible narrative behind it. There were three disastrous things that were implemented in the green lantern movie aside from the costume which could have been substantially better was the fact that they tried to cram you know seven different things from green lantern mythology into the one introductory film and i felt that when they went that direction you had way too much going on i mean using parallax who who was a villain that didn't even come into play until years later was just a disaster on top of the fact that you went as far as creating the sinestro corpse right after that like it was just like you know yellow ring sinestro corpse pretty much were teased at the end of the film i mean don't get me wrong sinestro has always used a yellow power ring that much i understand but the fact that it's you know you kind of tease that already with you know that that particular the way it went down in the post credit scene i said to myself you know what there was too much going on and that was part of the reason why the movie didn't work the other thing was that like i said it just it's he's a character that wasn't he wasn't you know he just doesn't translate well when you cram so much mythology into the film. Val says Sinestro was the best thing about the film. I agree a hundred percent. If anything, it should have just been Sinestro and you know Hal Jordan's story. Like the introductory film should have been that exact story. Because the story between Sinestro and Hal Jordan is so deep and so well thought out. If you've read Green Lantern books, you'll know that the relationship between those two guys is is on par with Batman and the Joker, Spider-Man and Green Lantern like one exists because of the other and there's so many great stories that have happened. I mean, Sinestro has since been redeemed in the books, but there's always that air of of you know just real I'm better than you mentality, you know, there's a there's a real I'm better than you mentality at play. When it comes to Sinestro and Hal Jordan and the fact that we didn't get enough of that and instead you crammed in you know stupid doctor with the big ass head and and his and his stupid arc and you know you the parallax thing and not really giving us enough backstory for that it's like they just crammed that in there and that was it and that to me was something that it was just it was just poorly executed. Now, of course, people are like, well, you know, if they would have gone with Jon Stewart, it probably would have been a better movie. No, because Parallax, all that shit, that was shitty writing and just trying to cram everything in there. It didn't matter whether Green Lantern was black or white. The movie at the end of the day was going to be brown, meaning shit. Seriously, you could have put Guy Gardner in there, who is probably one of the craziest Green Lanterns to use, and it still would have been a dud. Because the writing was shit. I'm serious. The writing was shit. Simple as that. On top of the fact that, you know, cramming in the love story, which Val mentioned, I understand, you know, you want to you want to cram that in there and you want to kind of give something to to the ladies. But don't make it so blatantly obvious because it's just it's just right there. It's like, hey, guys, hey, 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 this chick loves this guy. Take notes. And that's, you know, that's something that I just felt really watered down the movie. I mean, the movie was not going to do well anyway, only because Green Lantern falls in that category of character that you think needs a movie, but he really doesn't. Like, Green Lantern could just show up in the Justice League and be like, hey, I got this cool ring that does shit. And it, and nobody would probably bat an eyelash because I put Green Lantern, uh, Green Lantern in the same category I put Thor. In other words... They're good characters, they work in the team setting, but do they need their own movies? Not necessarily. I'm serious. Like, here's a good example. With the new DC Universe that they're establishing, the new DC Cinematic Universe, they want to give Cyborg his own movie. Cyborg. You guys know Cyborg. He was a, a staple on the Teen Titans, a staple on Titans, later joined the Justice League. You know... You know he's a he's a, uh, a a guy who's part toaster. Okay, cool origin does some good shit. Works well in any team he's in, whether it be you know the Titans or the Justice League. But does he need his own movie? No, he doesn't. Like after after watching the Daredevil TV series on Netflix, I re on Netflix, I realized that daredevil works better as a series and just doesn't work just as doesn't work well on on screen you know another character that would probably work better in a series and we're going to see that the punisher why because there's so much going on in the punisher story that you a movie just wouldn't wouldn't be able to touch every facet I like that Slick says that Steel had his own movie. Think about that, though. Steel had his own movie. Steel was pretty much, you know, soul brother with a cape. I'm sorry. I've always felt that the Steel character, even though his design was cool, fucking pointless. Pointless. It was fucking pointless. You know? And and, and I just... And again, that was when they were just trying to create really shitty superhero movies. The only—I'll admit—I have a soft spot for, Media Man, for, uh, for Meteor Man because I like—I like Robert Townsend. I do have a soft spot for Meteor Man. It wasn't good by any stretch of the imagination, but I got a soft spot for that movie. I also have a soft spot for fucking Blank Man. Why? Because it's so over the top, stupid that I always end up watching it whenever it's on, but don't judge me. (laughs) Mortis says that they should make a Shaq Fu movie. You know what? It's so crazy, but it probably would work. You just got to make sure that the movie does not take itself seriously. You got to do it kind of the way they did big trouble in little China for it to be remotely entertaining. I'd watch it just to see if it's, if, it, if, if it's even close to what the game was, because the game, the game was fucking awful, but still iconic in every sense of the word, just, just not iconic for the right reasons. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, I never thought in a million years that we would be in an era where news can break on Instagram, but they do. And um, Vince Vin Diesel actually put up an update on Instagram, letting people know that they will be shooting triple X three in December. It's uh, allegedly called triple X, the return of Xander cage. Now, if you guys remember, uh, Vin Diesel did the first triple X movie. It was so over the top stupid, that, but for some reason it made a shitload of money. Then Vin Diesel got all high and mighty saying, yo, I don't want to do it. And ice cube came in for triple X state of the union With Darius Stone. And now Vin Diesel's coming back to the franchise. Because why not? Make some more money. It's an easy payday. Now, it's funny because Val says, don't you mean 2? Yes. This would be the second XXX film for Vin Diesel. The third in the series. And yes, 2 was fucking awful. Like, they went out of their way to tell you, hey, this guy is black. Like, Like, that was... Like that was what bothered me about Triple X 2. Wasn't just the fact that it was Ice Cube being extra over the top, but it was the fact that every gimmick in that movie played on the fact that he was black. go into the ghetto to get your, your your boys to fucking go with you to to take out this guy, the the lowrider cars, it was it was just an insult to my fucking intelligence. Like, I understand you want to throw the gimmicks in there, but it's like, hey, we want to let you guys know he's black. Hey, in case you missed it, he's black. Oh, by the way, cue the token, you're a black guy, tough guy joke. Why? Because he's black. That was the entire movie. It should have just been called Triple X State of Being Black, because that's what that entire movie was from start to finish. It's like it had all the tropes that you associate with action movies. The guy who doesn't like authority that happens to be black. The white antagonist who also makes quips about the guy being black. The guy who runs the agency, by the way, he's black and we're going to joke about it because his face is burned. But that's okay. Oh, by the way, we're going to throw in the token white guy for comic relief that, by the way, jokes about being black like hey you're comic relief guy hey i'm hip i listen to jay-z i'm like oh my god fucking shoot him shoot him you know it's it, it was ridiculous it was ridiculous and i like how slick just writes but you're black like that was the and and, and again i don't like to use that as 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 a crutch for movies but Triple X2 was all about hey tropes that exist in every other movie we're just going to beat the shit out of them oh and by the way they're all tropes about being black <laughs> i'm like i'm like yo come on man like when when he made his his little impassioned speech and the guy was like oh man you know the who said that you know so patton i think it was patton he's like no Tupac I'm like oh come on fuck you it was so fucking terrible it was terrible holy shit was it bad and don't get me wrong Vin Diesel snowboarding from an avalanche in the first movie was no better cause that movie had a shit ton of things wrong with it too but you know what the movie understood itself and realized hey this is Fast and Furious Without Paul Walker and anyone else. Just it's fast and furious with just Vin Diesel by himself. That's what it was. You know what that movie reminded me of? Do you guys remember after the popularity of 21 Jump Street that they did a spy movie with Richard Greco, which every time it was on, I always watched it. I'm sure I'm sure my fellow eighties and nineties babies will remember that movie. It was Richard Greco as a spy. Who was also a high school student, and that motherfucker was like 50 years old in that movie, so I don't even know how they pulled that off. But that movie was the precursor to Triple X. Like, Richard Grieco as a spy with suction Nikes walking down the side of a building was Triple X before Vin Diesel was fucking Triple X. I'm serious. That I'm like, oh, my God. Like when I when I saw Triple X, I was like, why do I feel like I've seen this before? And then a few nights later, they ended up giving that movie on TBS. And of course, I watched it. And um, I. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Slick. That movie was so good because it was so bad. And, and again, that was Triple X before Triple X even happened. <laughs> I'm serious. If you watch If Looks Could Kill, you'll see, I'm like, it's like, holy shit, it's Triple X. And it's like, yeah, pretty much. That's what it is. But in any case, Triple X, the return of Xander Cage will begin shooting in December. I'm sure, you know, all 50 of you that gave a shit about that movie are chomping at the bit right now. Anyway, it wouldn't be an entertainment segment without some Marvel news. If you guys have been watching... Um, Rageworks you'll know that a couple of weeks ago we posted about the return of Blade the Vampire Hunter to the Marvel Universe in the brand new all new Marvel and the premise of the new series was going to follow Blade's daughter and the dynamic between Blade and her as it occurred throughout you know as it you know following the dynamic between father and daughter in the books going forward well it looks like the next Blade film may use that on the big screen. That's why when many people were hearing about Wesley Snipes reprising his role as Blade, and I talked about this, I said, you know what? If they're introducing a new female Blade who's his daughter, I can understand why you'd want to still use Wesley Snipes. Again, don't quote me on it, but given that rumors popped up this week about it, I would not be shocked if that's what the end game is going to be, where Wesley Snipes will still be Blade, but his daughter will also be a vampire hunter. Again, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, Wesley Snipes was at when he was at Comic Con. He said that he was in talks with Marvel about working with the you know the Blade series once again. So I wouldn't be shocked if they went in that direction because Marvel, of course, is going for their all new, all different marvel universe again once we get more news of course keep it locked here to rageworks and my take radio for more info ah you know the next bit of news shouldn't really come as a shocker just because of the critical success of this show and we've already seen it happen with another show so before i get into the news i'll say if you guys know breaking bad you know that better call saul came out as a result of breaking bad success. And while it has its own niche and it has its own, you know, cool plot and funny moments, it will never replace breaking bad. Nonetheless, it looks like FX is borrowing from that. And we are getting a spin-off from sons of anarchy. It looks like Kurt Sutter is still involved and it's going to follow the Mayans. And now it looks like they may also go into the, um, a prequel series and kind of lump that in as well. So, if you're a fan of Sons of Anarchy, know that they are looking to possibly doing uh looking at doing a spin-off with the Mayans Motorcycle Club. So, make a note of that. Once we get any casting news, release date, etc., we will definitely let you guys know. Now, of course, those of you that have followed that have been following Star Wars on Instagram Got Got yourselves a treat today with a little bit of teaser footage that Star Wars posted on their Instagram account. Well, aside from that, the other big news involving Star Wars is that Star Wars The Force Awakens when it hits theaters December 18th has an agreement in place that the film will run on every IMAX screen in North America for an entire month, as well as foreign IMAX screens as well. The last time that this happened was with all three Hobbit films when they hit theaters. However, the agreement for for Star Wars to lock down every IMAX screen was made four years ago. Now, of course, IMAX has been touting record-breaking numbers across the board with Jurassic World breaking records. And, of course, you know Star Wars is guaranteed to break records when it hits theaters in IMAX. Now, obviously and slick can agree with me on this we all know that imax and and all these large format screens are essentially just ways to pad the box office dollars but the fact that the entire film that that star wars in its entirety is lumped into every imax screen across north america is insane because we already know that the film is going to break records worldwide But the fact that the film is going to break record, break these records so easily on the back of IMAX is insane. In any case, if you are looking forward to Star Wars when it hits theaters December 18th, know that if you have an IMAX theater in your area, it will be playing the film because the shit is at this point guaranteed. Nonetheless, we know, like I said, that the film is just going to make a shit ton of money. And IMAX, of course, has other films on its docket as well including Spectre, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay, which, of course, both both of those films open in November. And, of course, they'll be out of theaters by December 18th. So there's definitely going to be a really, really, it's going to be a really profitable fall and winter for IMAX in 2015. Like I said, Star Wars, The Force Awakens hits theaters December 18th. We got two bits of news to wrap things up for this week. The first, of course, was a brand new bit of news regarding the Galaxy Quest TV series. Now, if you guys remember, I mentioned, I want to say two weeks ago that they were going to do a Galaxy Quest TV series. Well, in an update to that news story, it looks like Amazon will be picking up the Galaxy Quest series. Now, if you guys remember, I said that right now there was no home lined up for the series it was either going to go to netflix broadcast tv or amazon well all signs are now pointing towards amazon being the home for the galaxy quest series uh there is no official date right now but it looks like we may probably see something in late 2016 we don't know if the original cast are going to be returning in any capacity but a Galaxy Quest series is a has been greenlit and it's taking place on Netflix. I mean, on Amazon, not Netflix. Just to correct myself there. The other bit of news, of course, is on the Marvel side. To wrap things up, you guys know that Civil War just wrapped up. Its filming. Um, Suicide Squad just wrapped up its filming, and all signs point to the next films, the next set of films in Marvel's next phase and of course one of those is the doctor strange movie which we know benedict cumberbatch of course is playing doctor strange uh tweetel okafor will be involved he's going to be playing baron Mordo. and the latest casting announcement involves uh, a very underrated actor whose work i've come to appreciate as of late mads mickelson now mads mickelson is going to be involved in star wars rogue one but he is also in line to play a villain in dr strange now of course a lot of people are curious as to who that villain will be obviously it's easy to say you know it's easy to say that it could be mephisto but also people have been talking about dormammu possibly blackheart but looking at at mad Mick at mads mickelson's uh resume and the characters that he's played i almost feel that it's it's highly likely that he'll probably play dormammu only because Mephisto is a character that, you know, you can use him in any film, but his involvement doesn't really add much unless you're doing something with Ghost Rider. I think Doctor Strange, you know, his rogues gallery, guys like Baron Mordo, Dormammu, those are the guys that are staples in Doctor Strange's universe. I mean, Mephisto is as well, but he's not as directly involved as those two characters. I mean, Mads Mikkelsen is a a tremendous actor, incredibly underrated. His work on Hannibal is stellar. If you've never seen the Hannibal TV series, definitely check it out before it, it, you know, it leaves NBC. Uh, I believe the seasons are available on Amazon and you can see for yourselves. Uh, He also played Le in Casino Royale opposite Daniel Craig, and he was tremendous there. And obviously now he is in high demand with star Wars rogue one, but I'm curious to see how well he fits in the Marvel universe. But with that, like I said, Mads mickelson joining the cast as Dormammu, of course Benedict Cumberbatch will be playing Doctor Strange, Tilda Swinton will be playing the the ancient one, and it's rumored that Rachel McAdams may play the lead female role. Doctor Strange scheduled to hit theaters November 4th, 2016. All right, so with that, that is actually going to wrap up the entertainment news for the week. And um, just want to get a couple of things out of the way before we wrap up. Quick reminder, there will be no episodes of MTR next week. We'll be back on air September 9th and 10th. September 9th, of course, for our MMA and wrestling edition. September 10th for gaming and entertainment. But aside from that, obviously keep it locked to RageWorks.net for all the latest news, shows, and content. With that, I've given you my take on gaming and entertainment. Follow us on social media and give us yours. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash official RageWorks. You can also find us on Twitter at MyTakeRadio and at Rage underscore Works. We also have accounts on Google+, Pinterest, and you can follow me on Instagram, RageWorks underscore Rich. As always, archived episodes of the show. Are available in two places for video archives. You can find them on our two YouTube channels, My Take Radio TV and Official Rageworks. Subscribe to either one on YouTube. Every subscription helps. We really, really appreciate it. Audio versions are available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and of course on Rageworks.net as well. If you have any questions, concerns, or would like to be a guest on a future episode of My Take Radio, Drop me a line, host at MyTakeRadio.com or Rich at RageWorks.net. Either one of those works. Gets to me either way. Or, of course, use our contact form on RageWorks.net. So with that, I am out of here, guys. I will see you guys in two weeks. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace. <laughs>